Welcome to Jeremiah Smith Ministries, a place where you can grow in God's Word. Well, we're going to get into the Word. Go over to Jeremiah 29 11. That's where we've been starting this out. Jeremiah 29 11. I'm Jeremiah, so I love the book of Jeremiah. <laughs> you know, you know what Jeremiah means? Yeah, it means Jehovah is high is what it means. It means appointed by the Lord is what it means. If you look it up in the Hebrew, it actually means appointed by the Lord. It means Jehovah is high is what it means. Isn't that good to think about? Yeah, Jehovah is high, you know, and you're appointed by the Lord as well. You know, everybody's here with a purpose, you know, and Jeremiah had a purpose, didn't he? Jeremiah has a purpose today. He's still speaking to people today, you know, and it's important that you realize that you have a purpose. He was, he called him to be a prophet, didn't he? You know, and he came to speak and he's still speaking today. He called you to be something today. And it's important you realize that God has a purpose for everybody at the sound of my voice. You didn't just happen to come here. You didn't just happen to walk to, onto this planet. You know, you're not supposed to be just walking around and have no meaning in life. No, God has a purpose for everybody. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. Boy, that's good to think about. Aren't you glad he has thoughts that he's thinking towards you? You say, well, how? he had them for Jeremiah, but he wouldn't have them for me. No, that's not true. The Bible says he's not a respecter of persons, right? So if he had thoughts towards Jeremiah, he has some thoughts towards you, doesn't he? He had thoughts and things that he wants you to do, amen? Plans and purposes that he wants you to do, you know? You didn't just happen to stumble on this planet. He had plans before you even got here. And he's got things he wants you to do. Say it, the Lord, thoughts of peace, oh, not of evil. So he has some good thoughts to give you an expected end. Yeah, yeah, that good to know. He has an expected end for you. He didn't want you just to have a regular end. <laughs> he didn't want you just to barely get by end. No, he has an expected end that he has for your life. Amen. And you're not here by no, no, this timing for some, no reason. No, God has you here on this timing, on this spectrum of life for a reason. You know, you didn't just happen to come here for no time. There's a certain time that he wanted you here. And that's now, amen. Now to do the things that he wanted to do on this earth. Isn't that good to think about? You know, he had Jeremiah there at the time he wanted him there to be a prophet, you know. And Jeremiah's time span was for a short period, but he had him do certain things within that time. And he's got things he wants you to do, certain things within your time. That's why you're here for the time that you're here. Jeremiah 29, 11 in the Amplified says it like this, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you. Thoughts and plans that he has for you, says the Lord. Thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, not of evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. He has a final outcome that he wants for you. He has a way, a plan that he wants you, and he has a place that he wants you to be, amen? You know, not just anywhere, not just, you know, where you think you want to be. He has a plan of where he wants you to be at the end of your life. He wants you to be at a certain place at the end of your life. Think about that, you know, he, he thought your life out, and he has a place that he wants you to be by the end of your life. Wow, that's powerful to think about. And that's God. He thinks everything out before he does it. And he has an expected end for everything he does. Did you know that? He has a purpose for everything he does. And he has an, he has an expected end for everything he does. That's powerful to think about. Jeremiah 29, 11, the message says it like this. I have it all planned out. <laughs> I love that. Isn't that good? He has it all planned out. God's a planner. <laughs> Amen. 
He's a God of planning. He likes to plan things. He planned it out. He planned your life out. He planned out what you're going to do before you got here. Think about that now. He planned all the stuff that needed to happen with you. Wow. Think about that. You know, he's a planner. He knows what he wants to do. And he has you planned out. Praise the Lord. Plans to take care of you, not to abandon you. Plans to give you a future and to hope for. Think about that. You know, he has a future for you to hope for. <laughs> Amen. He, he puts something with you inside you to get excited about. There's something within you to get excited about. You know, there's some purpose inside of you that you should be excited about. Wow. You know, we have to sort that out. We're going to give you some help to do that. But, you know, it's important to know that he has something inside you that you should be getting excited about. You know, you should, if you're not getting excited about it, then there's something wrong. You, there's, you should be excited about that thing that's within you that God's called you to do. Amen. We're going to be talking this series about God's purpose for you. <laughs> Amen. God has a purpose for you. And I, you know, I'd say it's hard to t articulate, you know, all the things he showed me about this in the regular English, you know, because there's so much that he wants you to know. There's so much he wants you to understand. God wants you to understand your purpose more than you want to understand it. You say, well, why is that? Well, you know, because you represent him, you know, everything on this earth represents him, but you specifically represent him. He put his image on you and you represent him. Think about that today, you know, so he wants you to get to that expected end. He, he wants, that's why you're here today to get you some direction because he wants you to get to that expected end that he has for you. And he wants you to have the, the uh, information. He wants you to have the wisdom. He wants you to have the spiritual understanding to get there. Amen. He did. God doesn't want confused people. He never wants you to be confused about life. He never wants you to be confused about what you're supposed to be doing. No, he's a God of order. And he's a God that wants you to have understanding. And he wants you to have direction for your life. Amen. Did you know God has a purpose for everyone on this planet? Not just you, not just me. He has a plan for everybody. Amen. You know, I read you that scripture talking about how he sends someone, the spirit into the earth and the spirit to go back to the earth there. And you think about that, you know, he, he sent you as a spirit into the earth. You know, you, you came here by him and he has a plan for everybody. Everybody has a spirit and God has a purpose for everybody. Amen. Now, if you fulfill that purpose, it has a lot to do with the things that you need to know. And we're, that's why we're here today. Uh, but, you know, and we're talking about this for a few weeks. So you have that understanding of how to fulfill that purpose. But, you know, you're, you're not here by accident. Nobody's on this planet by accident. There's nobody on this planet by accident. God created them. Everybody's special. And, you, need, you know, your fingerprints are different than anybody else's. Think about that today. Why? Because he had you in mind. He wanted your fingerprints to be a certain way. Do you know, he told Jeremiah, he said he knew all the hairs on his head. Think about that, you know. He cared about every hair on your head. Wow, that's 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 someone creating with purpose, amen. And your creator creates with purpose, amen. You're not here by accident. You're here or by chance, but you're here for a purpose. And that's the word we're talking about here, purpose. God has purpose for everything, amen. Everything he creates, he has a purpose. There's a purpose behind it, amen. You know, before he creates it, he had a purpose behind it. You know, when you go to do stuff, you you try to have a purpose with the stuff that you do, you know, and everything created around you, you know, there's a purpose 
for it, you know? I mean, when I flip on the light in this room, you know, there's a reason for that switch. There's, there sends that current and the light comes on. There's a purpose behind that switch, you know? There's a purpose for that light. When that light comes on, it lights up this whole room, you know? And God didn't send stuff onto this planet, anything onto this planet without purpose. And we're talking about that. Have you ever asked yourself, why am I here? You know, that's probably the hardest question to most people, but a lot of people even know it. That's why they're stressed out and depressed. You know, they know why they're here, you know, but God put you here for a reason, you know, and there, there is a purpose behind your life. And it's so important that we understand that, you know, why are you here? You ever thought about that? You ever sat and asked yourself that question? You know, I mean, are you just roaming through life, you know, doing something because someone else told you to do it? No, you're not supposed to do that. You're supposed to be in the doing the thing that God purposed you to do. We're here, you know, we're here for a reason. You know, we're, you don't know, if you don't know your purpose or you don't understand that thing, you start mistreating yourself, amen? And you have to be careful about that. You know, when you're doing something that you weren't called to do, you know, you can mistreat yourself. You know, we can know that from natural things, you know? And uh, so, you know, it's important. We have to understand we, we want to make sure we're in a healthy environment so that we can accomplish the things God's called us to do. Amen. You know, I mean, if you're, you're, if you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing, you're mistreating yourself. Amen. This is what's happening with so many people. You know, they wonder why they're breaking down and they're depressed or they're stressed out about something, you know, and they're just not enjoying their life. Well, were they called to do what they're doing? You know, they, is that why they're, they're that way is because they're doing what they're not supposed to be doing and what they're not gifted to do, what they're, what God didn't call them to do. You know, God gave you special giftings. He gave you special talents to do what you were called to do, not what someone else was called to do, but what you're called to do. You know, the world tries to put you in that mold. You know, they like to put you in a mold. And they say, hey, you know, hey, you're going to do this and you're going to do that, you know, because they want you just to make money. You know, but, you know, you're going to find out at the end of that that you didn't enjoy your life and you're going to have to rework your life to get on track with what God called you to do if you want to be happy. Amen. Amen. You know, I remember I was working on a car recently and I was out there and I had a, uh, I had to get this big bolt off, you know, and I, I grabbed this wrench, you know, that was a small wrench and I had to take that big bolt off, you know, and I said, well, hey, I'm going to break, I'm going to use this small wrench because, you know, you can get a socket that's that size on that small wrench. And I thought I'd use that to take this big bolt off, you know, so I put that wrench on there, you know, and to take this big bolt off. And it was really hard to take off because it was meant for a bigger wrench to take that bolt off, you know. And uh, so I thought, well, hey, I'll, I'll make my handle bigger and so I can break that bolt off, break it loose, you know, put some WD-40 on there, you know. And I put that little socket wrench on there and I, man, I pull that thing and I hear, <laughs> and I see that wrench go flying in the socket. And what happened was the socket broke and the wrench went flying, you know, because it wasn't meant to work on that big old bolt. It wasn't created to do that. You know, I was using the wrong tool for the wrong thing, you know, and that's what people do in life. You know, it's so important that you are doing what you're created to do. I mean, what is life breaking you because you're doing something you're not supposed to be doing? You weren't created to do, you know? Do you hate your job every time you go? Do you hate the direction in, the, in life that you have? Well, you know, you can change that. You know, God can help you to change that. He can help you get on course, you know? But you got to decide, hey, I'm going to make some changes in that. I want to do some things that, you know, to get me into that position where I'm I'm enjoying life and fulfilling life, you know. 
you know, you can sit all night. You know, that thing when you go to bed, when you just, you're not happy and you're just thinking about it in the middle of the night, that's what you're called to do. Amen. That thing that you just, you're not fulfilled unless you do it. That's that thing that you're called to do, you know, and you, you get up every morning, you're going another direction and that's what's stressing you out. That's what's upsetting you because you want to be doing that thing that fulfills you. It's important that we we're doing the purpose and we know the purpose of a, of a thing. Amen. The purpose of you, but a, to understand a purpose of a thing, how God creates things. You know, God didn't make a submarine to fly, <laughs> you know. He didn't create a submarine to go flying in the air, you know. And he didn't create an airplane to go under the water, you know. He created you to do a certain thing, amen. We're, but, you know, that's what people do. They'll, they'll use themselves to do something that they weren't even called to do. It's amazing. You know, my brother, he's a, he's a basketball coach, but he loves basketball and he just enjoys it, you know, because he's doing that thing he enjoys to do. You can hear it when he talks about it. You can hear it in his voice because he just enjoys doing what he, what he's, you know, he feels like his purpose is, you know, you think about that. He left his, he was here in Oklahoma and he left, he went to another state, you know, just so he could do that one thing that he's gifted to do, you know, and he had, and he's very good at it. You know, they went to the championship recently, you know, with his team, you know, but what motivates him, what makes him want to get up and do that is because he enjoys what he's doing. Amen. And he's enjoying where he's going. And that's the thing that you're called to do is that thing that makes you fulfilled. Amen. A fish shouldn't be trying to be a dog. Amen. And a dog doesn't need to be trying to be a fish. Amen. You're created with a purpose, amen? Romans 8, 28 says it like this, and we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God to them that are called according to what? His purpose, amen? He has a purpose behind everything. Everything God's created, he has a purpose for, amen? Romans 8, 28 in the Amplified says it like this. It says, we are assured and know that God being a, partake, a partner in their labor, all things work together and are fitting into a plan for for good and to and and to and for those who love God and are called according to His design and purpose. Think about that. Now He's called you with His design and purpose. He's designed you with a blueprint, with the thoughts that He had in mind, and for a purpose that He had designed for you. You were designed with a purpose. Amen. And there was some thought going into that. You know, everything God creates, there was a lot of thought going into it, I believe. You know, of course, it's easy for him. He's God. He's everywhere at one time, you know. But, you know, he there was some thought involved, you know. But before he put you together, you know, there's a whole lot involved in it. You know, we're going to talk more about that tomorrow because we're going to talk about a little bit about predestination a little bit tomorrow. You know, how God does that. But, uh, you know, you think about a tree when it's inside of a seed, an apple tree inside of a seed. There was some thought how that tree was supposed to become what it's supposed to become. Amen. There was some thought of what it was supposed to turn out to be and what it was supposed to end up as, you know, producing lots of fruit for everybody to eat off of. Amen. That's what it was supposed to be. And that's what it was supposed to produce, you know, and it's important that you make sure that you understand there's design and thought when it comes to your purpose. Amen. When something is used for the right purpose, it seems to flourish in everything that it does, you know. You know, I was thinking today, you know, I was going down the road and the Lord was talking to me about the uh, ancient redwoods. Do you know much about the ancient redwoods, you know? Well, here in America, there's the redwood tree forest, you know. They have large trees and they were redwood forest, you know. They even say that some of them are bigger than the uh, uh, the uh, Statue of Liberty. Think about that. Wow, that's some big trees, man. Bigger than the Statue of Liberty, you know. 
And then it says here on the coast, the redwoods can live more than 2,000 years, but the ancient coast redwoods are rare. Less than 5% of the original forest remains today. Wow. So it's down to a 5%, you know, of, of the redwood forest. And But the biggest ones are the uh, Dawn Redwood, the giant sequoia, and the uh, coast redwood, you know. But the sequoia is huge. Uh, it gets up to 250 feet is what it says. And and then it's, a, it's just a massive, massive tree it can get to. And the biggest one is, what is it? It's, uh, uh, I was looking at this, it was 300 years old, can get to 3,000 3, years old, get to 3,500 years old. Uh, it, it can be 2.7 7 million pounds. But the, the biggest one, I, I don't believe I have the tallest one here, but it's a massive, massive tree. And uh, it can it grows sixty to 140 inches per year. <laughs> Think about that today. It's, they're huge, you know. But you know the reason why they thrive, the reason why they flourish, is because of the of the uh, environment that they're in. You know, one of the biggest things about the environment, after researching it, you know, it's very interesting, is that it has regular rain. You know, in that environment, there's of course there's certain other things that it has, but it has regular rain. You know. But being in the right environment, it's supposed to flourish, you know. It's supposed to grow, and they become massive, you know, not just like regular trees. They become massive, and they grow and become produce big, big trees. Think about that today, you know. And you were supposed to be not just average Joe. You weren't supposed to be someone that's just average living in life and just produce, becoming just like everybody else. You were meant to flourish in your life, you know supposed to be bigger than the, the average, amen. You know, God called you to do something special and something unique, something that sticks out above the others. And, you know, and you're supposed to flourish, amen. These trees flourish and they thrive. Why are they thriving? You know, it's interesting. If you take a tree and you put it in Alaska, it probably wouldn't thrive. You know, my son lived in Alaska for some time. You know, it's ice cold out there. You know, and a tree probably doesn't survive too well. Some do. But, you know, I'm sure it isn't the best temperature for a tree, isn't probably the best conditions for a tree, you know, but uh, for them to thrive. But these particular conditions for the redwoods are special conditions that you can thrive under, you know. Interesting, you know. And then if you put one in Florida, you know, a lot, of course, palm trees, you know, or Florida palm trees in California because they're hot coastlines there and everything. But, you know, you think about that, you know, those trees may flourish, but are they going to flourish like they would in the, in the in a redwood environment where the trees are just massive, you know? They just grow and flourish because of the conditions that are there, you know? And God meant for you to flow and flourish in life, amen? He wants you to fulfill that purpose, and He wants you to enjoy life. He wants you to flourish and expand and do some wonderful things in this life. Amen. Ephesians 1.11 says it like this, in whom also we are ordained an inheritance being predestinated according to the purpose of him. You have a purpose of him. Amen. Not just any purpose. You have a purpose of him that you're supposed to be fulfilling. Amen. You're not going to be happy till you do it. You're not going to be happy to doing whatever your plans are, what you're thinking through until you do what God calls you to do, who who works all things after the counsel of his own. Ephesians 1.11, the Amplified says it like this, in him also we have received an inheritance and a destiny that we are claimed by God as his own, having been predestinated, chosen, appointed beforehand according to the purpose of him who works everything in agreement with the counsel of the design of his will. 
you know, he has a design of his will and a design for your life in every area. You know, he has a, a plan thought out of what he wants you to do. You know, we can make plans, you know, and make things, you know, make our own plans, but his plan is going to be the most thing that keeps you up at night. The thing that keeps you not happy when you're doing other stuff, you know, and keeps you, you know, thinking that, Hey, you know, I'd rather be doing this. You know, it's that plan that he keeps you, it keeps in your thoughts all the time. You're not going to be happy until you do that one thing. Ephesians 1.11 says it like this. It's in Christ that we find out who we are and what we are living for long before we first heard of Christ and got our hopes up. He had his eyes on us, had designs on us for glorious living, part of the overall purpose. He is working out in everything and everyone, you know. And look at that, though. He had designs for glorious living. You know, that thing that you wish that you were doing is is a design by him for glorious living, you know? You know, so how many books have we not heard? And how many paintings have we not seen? How many songs have we not heard? You know, you think about that today, you know? And how many things have not been done by people, you know, that, that God has created them to do? You know, I remember listening to Miles Monroe talking about how the the richest place in the world is the graveyard, you know, because people carried their purpose all the way to the graveyard and never fulfilled it. You know, the one of the rich, how many things weren't done in this life because people didn't ever do them. They did what they wanted to do. You know, God created you for a purpose. You aren't supposed to just go through life doing what you want to do. You're supposed to be doing the thing that God's put in your heart to fulfill. Amen. God's always has a purpose of a thing, you know. He he had a purpose of a thing in you, a purpose in the things that he's done in this life, a purpose in all the things he's created, you know. You know, there's no there's a reason for a dog and there's a reason for a cat. There's a reason for the stars in the sky. There's a reason for the light during the day. There's a reason for the nighttime. There's a reason for the waters being parted. <laughs> Amen. There's a reason for now. And God has a purpose in everything he does. Amen. You know, when we create things, we create things with a purpose. You know, they don't create a car without a purpose. You know, they don't create, you know, a motorcycle without a purpose. You know, there's different even kind of motorcycles. If you look at them, you got street motorcycles, some off-road motorcycles. They have a purpose, you know, and God has a purpose for you. You know, you got people that want to be missionaries. You got People that want to go out and do, go out into the streets and minister to people. Got some people that teach on TV, some people that are pastors. He has a purpose for you. Amen. And it's important that you're looking to him to see that purpose. So we're going to talk more about that, how you can, before this is over, I believe you're going to understand your purpose. You're going to see your purpose more clearly. And we're going to talk about some ways that you can do that. Amen. He never creates anything, though, without purpose. You know, you, it's really important to think about that. You know, before you even start trying to seek out your purpose, remember, you know, it's important to understand that there was a purpose and design before it was started. Amen. A purpose in mind, you know. It's interesting. I watch my son, you know, he'll, he'll make something. He may make a video or something. But he has a purpose in his mind before he starts making something. Amen. He had some thought that he wanted to get done before he started, you know, and that's the way he, God created you. You know, he had a thought of something he wanted to accomplish. You know, remember Esther said, I'm, she was here for such a time as this. Amen. And she was, amen. And you're here for such a time as this. Amen. He didn't just create you to walk the earth. You know, these people that are just walking the earth. I saw somebody the other day, just walking the street, just walking the earth, you know, no, they weren't created to do that. 
God created you to do something special. Amen. You are special and unique to him. I don't care who you are. You are special to him. Amen. He made you and designed you with a purpose in mind. Look over to Genesis, the first chapter. Let's look at that real quick. Genesis 1. Genesis 1. And we're going to look at how he created the things in the very beginning. And we're going to look at how he had purpose behind all those things. Amen. We're not going to get too much into this, but I thought we'd just read a little bit of it. In Genesis 1. It says, in the beginning, God created the heavens. Now, remember, now, God's always been, amen. He's always was. He's always been, right? Before this even started, he's always been. <laughs> Before you ever were, he's always been, amen. Now, that's hard for us to understand a little bit, you know. But, you know, the truth is, he's always been, amen. The Bible says, in the beginning was the word, amen. In the beginning, he's always been in the beginning, Amen. Amen. The first verse says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. So he had purpose, didn't he? Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of God was hovering over the waters. You got to get that picture of the Holy Spirit just hovering. He's like, all right, send me to do something. Amen. <laughs> I love that picture that he has of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You know, and he, and he does that. And God said, let there be light. And the Holy Spirit, amen. Light was, Amen. And there was a light, and God saw the light was good. I love that. Isn't that good to think about? You know, but he had purpose for light, didn't he? He had purpose of what he's creating, amen, the light. And there was light, and God saw the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. So he had a purpose for darkness, and he had a purpose for light. Think about that. You know, even darkness has a purpose, you know. That's a good time to sleep. It's hard for me to sleep with my wife's lamp on in the middle of the night, you know. <laughs> you know, darkness is for sleep. Amen. Darkness is good for us. It helps things have a time to refresh. Amen. For a time for things to get some rest. Amen. And he even had a reason for darkness. God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And there was evening and there was morning the first day. So those things are important too. The morning and the evening. Hey, you know. We shouldn't be sleeping too long. We need to get up and get some stuff done in the morning. But he created those things for a purpose. Amen. And God said, let there be a, a vault between the, now I'm reading the NIV, the vault between the waters to separate the water from the water. For God made the vault and separated the water under the vault and from the water above it. And it was so God called the vault sky and there was evening and there was morning the second day. So he had a reason for evening and he had a reason for morning. And God said, let this water into the sky be gathered to one place and let dry land appear. And it was so God called the dry ground land and the gathering of the waters he called seas. And God saw that it was good. Then, then God said, let the land produce vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the land to bear fruit with seed in it. So how did he create some things? Well, he put seed into the ground. He made sure that the seed were in the right environment so it could produce the things on the earth that it needed to produce. Amen. He does everything with a seed. And he, and he puts seed into the ground to make things. He's like, well, I want some apple trees over there. I want some pear trees over there. But he had a purpose for that. He wanted to make sure there was more than a different one fruit, you know. So Adam got up in the morning. He didn't just have to have pears. You know, he could get him some cherries. He could get him some apples. He could get him some bananas. Hey man, he made it all vast and so he could get whatever he wanted because God gives purpose to everything. Amen. The land producing vegetation, seed bearing plants and trees on the earth to bear fruit with seed in it. 
according to their various kinds, and it was so. The land produced vegetation, plants bearing seed. Oh, isn't it good to know that plants were given more seeds so they could get more trees and have more food and, and keep growing on and on. He made it to where he just keep going on and on. He made the light where it was so that the plants could have what they needed to have and from the light. And he made the darkness where he's at so they made sure he had the, the rest time, you know, that he needed to have and what the what all the purpose. There was purposes for everything. Think about that today, you know. He had purpose for everything according to their kinds. And God saw that it was good. And there was evening and morning. And the morning, the third day, God said, let there be lights in the vault of the sky and separate the day from the night. If you skip on down here, you'll see here that he even, when he created man, that he even created him in his image. And he gave him a purpose and a plan. And he gave him a vision. And he even created him some help. <laughs> God always has purpose. For everything, Amen. He gave him some help, and and then they went together, him and Eve, and they, they were supposed to do the things that he created for them, the vision he had for them, and the purpose though that he had for their lives, Amen. And you sit there and you say to yourself, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. <laughs> sit there on the couch eating something, you know, and eating some cereal out of a frisbee or something, you know, and you think, <laughs> what what am I supposed to be doing? No, God created you to do something unique and special to touch this planet, amen? Something that you can do every day. You should be excited about getting up and working on what God called you to do, amen? You weren't supposed to be sitting there on the couch and putting your feet up, you know, and not accomplishing the things God has for your life. It's more exciting to, in life to fulfill what God has for you. Don't you want to go to bed at night feeling good about what you accomplished? Don't you want to go to bed tonight knowing you're fulfilled? Amen. Not just going to a job, just doing your work. No, you're going to a job to make some money. No, doing your, your real work on the side that you need to be doing and getting into where you're doing that all the time, you know, what God's called you to do. That's what the goal is, to be doing all the time what God's called you to do. You know, people just have a different spring to their step when they're doing what they enjoy to do. You know, I was talking about my brother earlier. He just has a little different, there's just a little different about him, you know, doing, going where he's going, you know, because he enjoys doing what he has to do. I, I remember watching him, you know, as he went to get his degrees and they go to go to school to do what he enjoys to do. And he got done, he had a party there because he's excited about getting the degree he got because he's going to go do what he enjoys to do. He, he wanted to play basketball all of his life. I remember, you know, us being young and he'd be next door because they built a basketball goal next door to our house. And he'd be out there all hours of the night playing basketball with somebody. You know, he wanted to play basketball. Oh, he just loves basketball. And then he became a coach because he didn't have the, you know, he, he wasn't physically able to play basketball like he wanted to. So he, he wanted to do something. He enjoyed the game so much that he wanted to coach and help others become winners at it because he just loved the, the strategy and the, and the, the, the things involved of becoming a person playing basketball. You think about that today, you know, what do you enjoy doing? What do you like doing? Are you doing it? Amen. You know, you can be doing something that you enjoy. You don't have to be going somewhere you don't want to be going and end up at a place that you don't want to be. You can be going somewhere that has a purpose in your life. No, said he had a purpose in mind for everything that God created. Everything he created, he created with a purpose. And he created you with a purpose. This is why you're not going to be happy if you're not doing what he created you to do. Proverbs 19.21 says it like this. And I love this scripture. It's very deep. It's very good. It says, many are the plans in his heart, but many are the plans in a person's heart, but it is the Lord's purpose that prevails. 
And so he's saying, you can make all kinds of plans of what you want to do with your life, but it's going to be the Lord's purpose that prevails in your life. Amen. That's what he wants you to do. Proverbs 19.21, the Amplified says it like this. Many plans are in a man's mind. And that's powerful to think about. You know, what plans are you making in your mind? But it is the Lord's purpose for him that will stand and be carried out. <laughs> Isn't that good to think about? He says, man, you can do whatever you want. You can plan all these things to do, and you, but you're going to get to your life, end of your life not being fulfilled if you don't do that thing God has called you to do. Think about that today, you know. That's powerful to think about, you know. You, what are you wasting time doing today? What are you wasting time thinking about today of doing? What plans are you planning to do that you're wasting time when you could be putting all your energy into the things that God has called you to do? Amen. Amen. Proverbs 19.21 and Amplified says it like this. We're going to read it one more time. Many plans are in a man's mind, but it's the Lord's purpose for him that will stand and be carried out. And so, you know, he he's going to, his thing, the thing that he called you to do is going to be carried out, you know. I remember I was listening to a lady talk about how she was doing something, you know, and the Lord told her she's a well-known minister, you know, and she she said the Lord told her she called someone else to do it, you know. And you think about that, you know, throughout the generations, God's going to get it done, you know. It's interesting to look back, you know, I've had ministers in my family for a certain amount of time, and yet I'm called to do a certain thing. But it's interesting, they did the same type of thing before me. But he's going to fulfill what he's called to do, amen, what he's called you to do. If it uses you, which he wants to use you, but he's going to get that thing done in the earth that he's called you to do, amen. So you can make plans, but it's God's plan that will be carried out in your life, amen. I remember I was playing Christian music, I'll never forget, and a Christian man, I was enjoying it. You know, but I kept growing, but I just, I never felt really fulfilled as I'd like to be, you know, never felt like, hey, I'm right on track with the thing that God called me to do. I knew that I'd been called to ministry, you know, and then I never forget, you know, and I've told this story before, you know, but I never forget, you know, right before I left that Christian man, you know, that we had a drummer and he left for a period of time and he ended up coming at the end and he's like, hey, let's do this seriously. He came back and he wanted to spend all of our time seriously doing music, you know, I'll never forget, you know, but I had something else on my heart, you know. I knew it wasn't going to be settled doing that, you know. So I ended up leaving, going to Rama, developing more as a minister is what I ended up doing. But I could have stayed in that. You know, we have choices in life, you know. I mean, what are you going to do today? You know, and the enemy would love to get you off on the wrong track, you know, waste your time and get you on the wrong direction, you know. But he wants you to, what's that thing that really prevails in your heart? What's prevailing in your heart? Now, sometimes that takes some work to settle that in your spirit. But, you know, you have to figure out what that thing is that's prevailing in your heart. You know, I'd played for some time with that band, you know, played music with them, wrote a lot of the music, you know. But there was something else that was trying to prevail in my heart. Amen. It's important that we understand God's created us and for a purpose for us, a purpose for us. Colossians 3.10, let's look at that real quick. You know, we talked last week how God, he, he's the one, he's the uh, there is a God, and we made sure that you understood that, you know, because it's a sort of, to understand purpose, you got to understand there's a God, amen? And we talked about that last week, and it's important that you understand that he created you, amen? You know, before you even get to anywhere you need to get to to talk about purpose, you've got to understand he created you. Colossians 3.10 says it like this, and have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him, that who that did what? He created him. 
right? So he created you. Amen. He created you with a reason and a purpose, but he's the creator. Amen. You know, there's no other God that are little G's out there that can create things. Look at them. They're not creating stuff, <laughs> but God creates stuff. He's a creative God and he creates beautiful things. You're a beautiful thing to him. You know, he's a creator. He does some beautiful things. Amen. He created you. Your mom didn't create you. Your dad didn't create you. Some wild ape or monkey didn't create you. God created you. No, God created you with a purpose and design. You know, and I know I can, even as I'm talking about that, there's somebody going, well, how does he know that? How does he know that? We talked about that last week, you know, that there's no excuse for knowing there's a God. Amen. There's no excuse. The Bible's very clear about that because you can tell by the things he's created. No one else could create the stuff that God creates. Amen. No one else could make a bird or a bumblebee fly with wings that they that scientifically are proven or would not hold up a bumblebee. <laughs> you know, you think about that, you know, God, he designs everything unique and special, you know, and he could create, he created you. Amen. Ephesians 2.10 says it like this, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. Amen. But notice he created us in Christ Jesus to, to do good works. He had works that he wanted you to do. He created you. Amen. You say, well, how did he create me in Christ Jesus? Well, Jesus is the word of God. He's actually part of the three-part trinity, and he's always been as well. He, he manifested through his, Jesus on the earth. The word did. You know, and how do you know that, Jeremiah? Well, First John says it very clearly there in John, the first chapter. He says, in the beginning was what? The Word. Amen. Then the Word was, he came, became flesh. And that's talking about Jesus. He's always been. Amen. And he created you. Amen. He created you to be who you're supposed to be. We're going to be breaking this down some more, but God created you. Something to think about this week. You know, some of you don't even realize it, but he created you. And he also gave you a purpose. He didn't just create you. No, he set a purpose for you specifically on this earth. You weren't supposed to just go through earth not knowing the direction you're, where you're going. You're not supposed to just be on this earth with no plan or purpose or any direction in life. No, he preached you here and he, and he gave you a plan. Some people, are, you know, they, they, they say, well, he's never given me direction. No, you're playing games because God has a purpose for everybody. He made everybody with a purpose and a design. Amen. God made you special and unique to do something wonderful. And if you, you say, well, I, I, I don't know about that. Well, you do know about because that thing, when you go to bed, you can't, you haven't fulfilled. Amen. It's that thing you can't sleep at night without doing. Amen. It's that thing that uh, bother you until it's done on this earth. That's the thing he's called you to do. We will be talking about this a little bit more, but you know, next week, a little bit more about predestination. But I want you to look at this scripture here in Isaiah Isaiah gave us some insight about how God does things. And let's look at that in the 46th chapter of Isaiah. Let's look at this scripture here before we close. But to Isaiah 46, 9, 10 says it like this. It says, remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no none else. I am God and there is none like me. There's no one like me. <laughs> Declaring the end from the beginning, from ancient times of things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. What does he do? He declares the end from the beginning. That's deep to think about, isn't it? That's how God does things. He creates things 
And he, he, he finishes them before he starts. Amen. Let's look at it in the New International Version. He says, remember in the former things, those of long ago, I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me. I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient times, what is still to come. Well, how does he do that? How does he predestinate something? We're going to talk about that next week, you know. It's because, though, he finishes things before he starts. Amen. And he knows what he had in mind and a purpose that he had in mind, and he finishes it before he starts. And we're going to talk and break that down a little bit more. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Father, for your goodness. And we thank you, Father, for your mercy today. And Father, we just thank you, Lord, that you called everyone here with a purpose and a design for their life, Father. They're not here by accident. You called them to do something special, Father, and unique to this time and this period and right now, Father. And Father, we just ask that you help them right now, Father, as they, they're discovering that some for the first time. Help them to see it clearly. Help them to see that they're not going to be fulfilled until they do that thing that you called them to do, Father. We ask that you help them to get the direction they need through this series. And Father, we ask that you help them to get on track in this series, we pray in Jesus' name. And we just thank you, Father, for in advance. We give you all the praise. We thank you for you being our, our God and our creator of everything. And we just thank you, Father, for it in Jesus' name. Amen. If you don't know Jesus today, you've heard a lot about him today. And, and you say, man, I need Jesus in my life. I need him right now. You know, there's some people at that point right now, I believe they're like, man, I just, I need him right now. Well, the Bible says Romans 10, 9, 10, if you confess that Jesus is Lord and believe God has risen Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. So just pray this with me right now. Father, I believe that God has risen Jesus from the dead. And Father, I, I believe you've risen Jesus from the dead. I confess Jesus as Lord of my life right now in Jesus' name. Jesus be Lord of my life right now. In Jesus' name. And I just thank you, Father, for it in advance. And I give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hey, if you prayed that, welcome to the family. We're so glad you're here. And you didn't just happen to come here. You were drawn by the Holy Spirit. And he has a purpose for your life. Amen. You need to be listening to this series and getting on track with what he has for you. Amen. You're not on this planet for no reason. He put you here for a reason. You need to write that down that you got saved today. Put it in your Bible, put it on your, your tablet. And right now, the, the time, what time is it here? We're looking at here in Central Time, 4.52, looking at 10.24, Amen. And you got born again today. You know, write that down. Put that down so you don't forget it. And every time the enemy says, yeah, you didn't get born again. You say, no, no. <laughs> I got born again at that time. At, I got born again at 4.53. You know, write that down so you don't forget it. And you remember it, praise the Lord. Amen. And welcome again to the family of God. If you'd like to email me, let me know. I'll come right across my phone if you'll send it to Jeremiah Smith Ministries or Jeremiah S Ministries at Yahoo.com. That's my email. And let me know. I'd like to know you're born again. Let me know about your testimony. If you got a prayer request, send it to me so I can pray for it. If you if you have a prayer request out there and you're listening live, put it in the comments. I'll pray for it after we're done. We love you. God bless you. And I'll see you Wednesday. God bless you. If you'd like to contact us for prayer, praise reports, or offerings, go to jeremiahsmithministries.podbean.com. Thank you for listening.